2: Bad girl. They rubbish! bugging Buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron
1: oh! Aaron! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief!
2: We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting
3: Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, November 23rd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on
1: Big roll X. Sports Radio. 96.1 FM,
3: 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalin here on your wacky Wednesday, November 23rd. Hope mm-hmm. you're having a great start to your day just a day away before Turkey Day, which everybody's very excited about. I know I am. And uh, if you're traveling or getting on the road or about ready to travel, be careful, be safe, and allow yourself some extra time. Nick Roush, how are you this morning?
2: I'm um, I'm doing well. I'm very excited uh, for the upcoming Thanksgiving festivities. Uh, just trying to do my due diligence and do the work ahead thing, so you don't have to work later. So, uh, at, which it's kind of nice because. Like I've been staying up late and writing some stuff, but I've had basketball in the background. And holy crap! Like Maui is just a blast. Like why? I, what I would do to watch my team go play in Maui? It would be so much fun. I just I wanna I wanna do that. I wanna do that someday. It would be really cool. It's probably it's,
3: You you want to go watch UK play in
2: Maui? Yes. It's very. It's it's. I, I know that it's it sounds like very privileged that I'm asking a lot, because like you're going you'd be going to Hawaii to watch your team play basketball, but man, that looks just that, that game between uh Creighton and Arkansas, it was electric. In that tiny little gym, you got split crowds, that looks like so much fun. I, I I want I want the Wildcats to be a part of that. I want to be there. I want to have fun. Um, uh, but that's out we Cal can't do that. He can do Three games in six days, but he can't do three games in three days. So, yeah. you know it's pretty expensive, Maui. Yeah, so I've heard. So I've heard. But like, um, it's kind of like I I haven't been to Vegas yet because I just assumed one of my friends would do a bachelor party there and that would get me there. That's kind of how I am with why. Like, I'll get there eventually. Um, but like, Kentucky basketball will bring me over. Like, I I will happily. Use that as an excuse to go to Hawaii. I will not use Kentucky basketball as an excuse to go to London. Okay, if I'm over in London, I just don't have any. Like I I, I, I want to do London things. Maui though, a little different. It's How a club cool so? tournament. There's a lot of other schools over there, and uh, like it, it, even though it's different, I it, there there is some similarities to many other exotic locales that I've been to before. Um, so I I, I I would I would much prefer that over. Ah, uh, going to watch Kentucky play in London. I think your rationale has a lot of holes in it, but it's your opinion.
3: So you're you know you're allowed to feel the way that you want. Um, a lot of people say I don't want to go to Maui and then have to spend three days watching, you know, spending three hours watching basketball. If I want to go to Maui, I want to go to Maui and do Maui things. Where somebody can make the case in London it's one day of basketball and then you get the rest of your trip mm-hmm. to do
2: London things. That's true. I, I also like the fact that I mean, even that primetime time game they were playing last night. It was at two p.m. Um, Hawaiian time, so you get to still go on the beach in the morning. You get to watch your game, get all fired up, and then afterwards go do you know some nighttime activities. Like there's still a lot of. It's not like a college football game where it's an all day affair, you know? Yeah, I, no, I I agree with you there. Um, I think Hawaii was six hours
3: behind, but maybe. I could be wrong about that, but regardless, I've, I've never been a big fan of like, if we're going to a certain spot, I don't want to, I don't want to have to watch sports while we're there or do the sports thing while we're there. Not like, you know, sacrificing anywhere from two to up to four hours. Like that's doable. You can still have a great day doing a million other things, even if you're sacrificing two to four hours to do something. I also would love to go to Maui. The next time Kentucky is there, it won't be with John Calipari as the head coach, but whoever the next person is, uh, they will almost certainly go back to Maui. So UK will be back at some point. Uh, I'd like to go as well, Roush, but I will say the first time UK goes back, there's probably another 10,000 UK fans that have a similar Mm -hmm. mindset to us. Um, I I just...
2: when that inevitably happens, though, like I just really hope that my team can score more than 13 points and a half. That, yes. That,
3: I, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, well, we, we, we saw that freight train coming down the tracks, right?
3: Like that was, we did. We did. We've been talking about it all year. Um, Been kind of saying that something like this was going to happen. I didn't think they'd go 0-3 to start the year, but I knew Maui was going to be a pretty tough trip for them. It was a tough line, I mean, even, even if they were good. You know, even if they had a good team, playing Arkansas in Game One was probably going to be a loss, and then Arkans or Texas Tech in Game Two most likely was going to be a loss. Even if it was kind of your run of the mill U of team, let alone the worst one and and probably program history. I, I bet whenever UK does go back out there, Roush UK fans will probably end up having to buy like ticket packages for another team, just with like the fingers crossed they get to see one game against UK. You know, just because it's going to be so hard to be able to. You only get such a small allotment of tickets.
2: True, true. I, I, I do wonder, too. I mean, if, because Kentucky still has done plenty of trip stuff, it just has excluded this tournament. Like it's Bahamas here or something like that. So I wonder if, I wonder if some of that enthusiasm might be slightly tempered, but I doubt it. You're probably right. Um, man, I remember uh, first, Mally, that was, was that the finals that they lost to UConn or the semis? that was
3: that was Cal's first and only Maui that was in the finals and then they ended up losing to that same UConn team in the final four
1: uh, I mean, team they didn't
3: up. only lost they didn't avenge that year yeah they they crush Washington in a fun game out in Maui and then i usually pride myself on a pretty great memory but I forget who they played in game numero know, uno just, out there gosh. they played uh they played Portland in Portland right that
2: was like a tune-up
3: and they ended up making a nice little trip of it. Uh, it was a nice bone thrown to Terrence Jones. Got to kind of play close to home. It was Oklahoma uh, in game one. Oklahoma in game one. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, future SEC. Future SEC opponent. But uh, we've talked about it on the show before. It's a. It's kind of a head scratcher from Calipari. Uh, I think it just comes down. I mean, it's just it's it's one hundred percent. He doesn't like it, so he doesn't do it. And he said his reasoning and rationale before he doesn't like how long the flight is. He doesn't like multiple games in multiple days. He does at least he is at least consistent about that with conference tournament season.
2: Well, yeah, um, and when with the fun like PK eighty, which in
3: other tournaments, you're right. So it's not <laughs> just the flight. But he has said in the past, you mix all that stuff together, he's usually got a young team early in the season, and he says it's just it's not, he doesn't think it's beneficial for his team, it's not beneficial for his program. At the end of the day, I think Calipari doesn't like the long flight. I don't think Calipari likes the three games in three days. And they are reasonings. I think they're kind of bogus reasonings. But no, he is he's very anti-Maui. He always will be. Um, If I were him, I don't know why, like, you know, I know they plan these fields in advance, but I don't know why he wouldn't have been like, My career's kind of winding down. Why not one more year, Maui? Like, what's a No team has ever had their season completely lost because they played poorly in three games in November. Uh, A good reminder for Kentucky fans that are all freaking out right now is that Mm -hmm. like, just because you're having a little rough November, doesn't mean it's going to be the end of the world. And the same would apply to Calipari with a Maui trip. But I'm surprised. Just one final time. Didn't want to get the family out there, play a couple games. Maybe his logic is like whenever I decide to hang this up, I can take my family to anywhere. I can yeah. own Maui if, if if we decide to do something like that. So maybe that's his thought process. But yeah, at every I mean, this Maui's no different than the last 10. Like I've I've had that little inkling of like,
2: yeah, yeah, I do wish the cats were playing in this, but um they're not, but it's still a good tournament. That 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 Arkansas craig game last night was uh it was just so electric. It got me really fired up for it. Scoots, did you? Were you able to watch any of that that game? Uh,
0: yeah, I watched the pretty much the last five minutes of that one, and then I actually watched the whole first half of that San Diego State Arizona game. That was a lot yeah. of fun too. I I,
2: I, I might have had a few shekels on uh, Arizona, and so I was ready to go to bed. And San Diego State made that run. It's like, ah, come on, Wait, what are we doing here? Uh, they end up taking care of business pretty easily, but it. Just the that kind of late game back and forth, that frenetic energy, man. That that's why college basketball is great. What's not great, and what you did miss those scoots. We had a full on ref show there for a while, and it's just like how how do how do we get to this point every year? In I don't know half of the of the great tightly contested games, the refs just lose control. And, like, just start blowing their whistle to try to, like, get a hold on the game. Like, they're, they're, their solution to a problem is just, like, let me call more fouls. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I
3: mean, it's every every year. They're horrible. They're
2: not good at their job.
3: So we don't notice it when games aren't going on because we don't care. And then the games happen. And then especially the closer the good games, then you really notice it. And then we get all mad again. And then rinse and repeat. We've got another, let's see, December,
1: January, February, March.
3: Got another four-plus months of it, Roush, and then we'll stop, which is good. It'll get to be May, and we won't care anymore. And then uh, then you can set your watch, to it when DJ Wagner and Rob Dillingham get to campus. We'll do it all over again. They're bad. They're not good at their job. There's no accountability. We never hear anything in the offseason about, like, we'll hear some rule changes, but usually it's something kind of stupid or something that's not going to make that huge of a difference. And then uh, – and then, again, rinse and repeat. There's there's no accountability. Uh, there's there's no. And college basketball, I would say, is probably the hardest sport to officiate. That being said, why don't we make it easier on them? Why don't we change some of the rules where we can make it a little bit more obtainable? Style of play in the NBA makes officiating slightly easier, in my opinion. What can we do to make it more similar to that? That way, we're not putting so much pressure on these dweeps.
2: I just love that. Hunter Juracek, the Arkansas AD, he was even tweeting out three bond mice gifts, And it's just, I...
3: Oh, really? I I missed that.
2: Yeah, like, I love a sitting AD even, like, calling out the sport. And Mitch Barnhart would never. Like, Mitch Barnhart probably called in the NCAA on Hunter Juracek last night. Like, (laughs) did you see what he did? (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) You're probably
3: right. (laughs) Scoots! Eastern Michigan went down.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's all that.
2: To Purdue, Fort Wayne. Ooh, the Mastodons.
0: You know, it's I, I wouldn't I'm not really all that upset about it because it's an Indiana team. Indiana teams typically win against the other smaller teams from other states. So uh, yeah. Whoa, it's, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> A long history of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 disappointing, no doubt about it. But they'll be okay. Louisville, I mean, we touched on it briefly, 13 points and a half, 38 points in the game, 11 field goals, shot less than 25%. Like, woof. Louisville is in a bad spot.
3: Eastern Michigan back to action today, 1230 against Winthrop. Oh, they got Uh, that one. I think they were five-point dogs when I saw – So. Not looking great for Eastern Michigan again, but the good news is the the cards also play today. What are we at Rash on our counter? Five hundred or two hundred and sixty days?
2: Oh, it's uh, I believe so hard to keep track. But I think you're right.
3: We'll take on Cincinnati in the Keg of Nails Basketball Edition. Hey, that in, in that,
2: that
0: game should be a lot of fun. I mean, you both, know, both teams, teams both teams are terrible. I'll be the first to tell you that. But when you have two terrible teams going together, that should that should be electric. I'm I'm really looking forward to watching that one. I actually just got a text from my boss, asked me if I wanted to take today off because they have plenty of staff. So guess what I'm gonna do all day? I'm gonna sit around and watch basketball and I'm pumped.
2: Oh man. And it's the day before Thanksgiving scoots. Yeah. Uh, so so you going back to Pekins and going to the Papa Top and and tearing mm, it up with yeah. your old high school classmates? No,
0: sir. I would if Peekin Motel. If I if I go to the Papa Top, I risk seeing somebody I know and I really don't want to do that.
2: But that's what that's what you do the night before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: no, you see I'm people good. You
2: know, I'd, old I'd, friends.
0: I'd rather see family. I don't. want to. I don't want to see anybody that's going to be at the Papa Top. Let's just say that.
3: I, I don't know. I, I, I you hear a lot of people get a little bit too big time for their hometowns, Rash. <laughs> I never thought it'd be old Scoots Magoots.
2: Well, he is uh, the voice of Midway College. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's
3: true. He'd get back to the pop-and-top and say, you know who I am. Do you know who you're talking to here?
0: <laughs> By the way, had my first high school basketball game last night. Man, I am in mid-season form, boys. It's going to be a good year. Can I ever help you call the game? Sure, yeah. Do you want to? See, the only – like, I, I would be
3: – I certainly wouldn't be no scooter. That's for sure. Uh, who's the guy on one tree hill? Mouth, I think, or lip, or one of mouth or lip. It's certainly something – it's a facial body part. I wouldn't mm, be as good as ear. that guy. Uh, I don't, maybe not ear. I don't think it was nose. But now we're we're getting we're really getting somewhere. I think because we're running out of body parts. But I don't think I'd be as good as him, and I wouldn't be as good as Scoots. Um, but I somehow got the play-by-play job calling soccer for a sport that I have not all that much experience with, and certainly had never called prior. But you ever get me calling football or basketball? And uh, Scoots, I think we could make a great little one-two team.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd love to have you on. Actually, we could do the thing last night that I did with my color guy. We for the first time, so we're gonna switch it up this year, and we are switching quarters. So I I opened oh. the game. I play. I did play by play for the first quarter and the third quarter, and then closed the game. And he did play by play for the second quarter, the fourth quarter, and the halftime show. It was a lot of fun, because it challenged me to be a color guy. I don't get a lot of opportunities to play that color commentary role, so last night was a lot of fun.
3: See, for soccer, I would have been pretty worthless as a
2: color commentary
3: guy. They made a good decision to have me play-by-play, play <laughs> because I can physically recap what I am seeing. Sure, yeah, now, you can
2: just describe what's happening in front of your eyeball. But,
3: like, for analysis of why it's happening, like, I just I don't have, you know, I've got, I, at that point, I would 20 years of basketball experience under my belt, and I had close to zero soccer experience. So, like, in terms of why a team went into stall ball mode, I could take a guess, but it's better somebody that knows soccer more than me to do that. Nice thing about basketball and scoots, I would think the same would apply for you because you've been around it so much that you – Like if you have to go switch to color, you can you can analyze why a team's not getting any clean looks in the interior and that they probably need to start, you know, making some outside shots if they want this game to open. You've been around enough color. I think it would be much easier just to rotate between those two things. My only question is, how would it sound? Cause like, what if you were significantly better at play by play? Oh, I am. And, the second, and then the, and then the second, and then the second quarter rolls around, and your listeners are like, well, now who's this jabroni doing the play by play? We don't even know what's going on out there.
0: See, that that's the thing is this guy. So it's for a cordon station, but I, I've worked with him for five years, so we we really have a good relationship with one another. We we know when to joke and when to prod. I, I'll be the first to tell you, I am way better on play by play, but for me to step aside and let him get those opportunities to try to better himself at play by play I just feel like is the, is the right move. And and it'll uh, it'll help me as well. It'll make me more well-rounded cuz like I said, the challenge of being color and yeah, I know basketball TJ of course, but when it, when it was halftime last night and he's asking me the questions like what we need to see in the second half as in terms of vice versa and the other way around. It was just, it was fun to be able to have to come up with answers like, what do we need to see in the second half? So yeah. I, I think ultimately it'll make us both better broadcasters, which that was the goal. No.
2: I um th- that's kind of like what the Reds do in yeah. baseball. Mm-hmm. With, yep. uh, that's where Cowboy I got the idea.
0: Baseball game.
2: Yeah, well, and, and you, I mean, you kind of have to for baseball because yeah. it's such a long season. Um, but man, it sounds like fun, Scoots. Glad you're it enjoying it, Scoots. It would be fun, TJ, to do the regular rotation of broadcasting local games. It just is such a commitment. Like say, you know. And that's why like most people who we know that got into coaching, uh, a la Plumley Bro, like Plumley Bro's probably gonna do this for a couple years, then he's gonna have a kid or two, and then he's just gonna have to stop because he's just not gonna have time. That that it feels like a. Uh, a, a, a difficult task for people of a certain age. Oh, a if, difficult ask.
0: If I had kids, I'll be the first to tell you there is no way I could broadcast as much as I do. I mean, you all should see my broadcasting schedule for this winter. You think I don't have time now? Just give me the next three, four months. I'm definitely not going to have any time.
3: Oh, gosh. Come dude. on. Come on. Just keep it to your, keep it to yourself whenever <laughs> that time rolls around. Um only kidding I'd speak kind of along those same lines watched a random movie last night from 2011
2: have you all seen win-win no um uh, no I have watched win-win-win the Michael Scott story <laughs> is that <laughs> well,
3: weirdly enough this does have Amy Ryan a- in it oh, uh, nice. better, better known as Holly Flax but um is it's that also
0: is that w-h-e-n or w-i-n
3: like winning games win-win got it yeah um uh, yeah, no, it's uh it, it was a movie about wrestling, um, which is kind of weird, but it was more of like a comedy drama sort of deal. It was pretty good. It, it was, was pretty drama. good. But in the movie, he's the, the the main guy is having some money issues, and they end the movie with like how he's kind of figured out those money issues, and it's like a feel-good it's a feel-good movie, and it's great. But at no point in the movie did was it ever even brought up like Hey, instead of being a high school wrestling coach for six months of the year, you stop doing that and maybe get a side gig somewhere, or you do a side job somewhere because you're not getting paid to do this. Right. And no, at no point is that ever brought up as a issue to solve his time and money problems.
2: As an option. (laughs)
3: No, not even once. Uh, And it's not like the movie like centers around like a big payoff that he's going to get like a college job or anything like that. No, no, it's just for fun. And he's having money issues, the families, you know, figuring, I don't know, what are we going to do? At no point is it like, well. You know, if I stop doing this, here's an extra six hours a day. Um, <laughs> but it was a good movie. That being said, I still recommend... Well, it can the- be
2: heartfelt if he's cold and heartless and leaves the job for money.
3: Uh, That's, yeah, you know, that's a good point. You got to watch it on your own. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes, too. It was fun. It was just, I, I don't know. I, I, I did a... Top 50 movies of the last 10 years. And that was like number 47 or 46, or top 10 or top 50 comedies in the last 10 years. And that was like number 46 or 47. Probably appropriately rated. Like it wasn't definitely one of the funniest movies I've ever seen by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just a feel. It was like kind of like a Ted Lasso like movie ish. You know, just feel good. So if you're looking for yeah. something to watch this holiday season, how about that? Uh, it is a game day. The Cats do play today. I love the. It used to be like an early afternoon start, like noon, sometimes even 11, 1, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. Uh, now today it's at 4. I still am okay with it. I, I'm still fine with the 4 o'clock game. But it's a different time, so make note of that if you were unaware. But the Caps will play at 4, trying to get that Gonzaga taste out of their mouth. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> that they're playing at 4?
0: A 4 o'clock game on a day I'm off? Yeah, come on
3: you going to have a couple Brewskis, Broski?
0: A couple oh. more than a six-pack, yes.
3: Oh, oh,
1: Scoots getting all torn <laughs> hey. up
3: for the Cats. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, yeah, uh, I would always love going to this game when it was early afternoon. I'm not going today. Four o'clock also isn't really the perks of, like, beating traffic or anything like that. But right, no, right. They'll, they'll get back to action. Roush, are you excited? Are you excited to
0: Scoots? North Florida.
2: Yeah, I'm... Um... Sure, yeah,
0: isn't Cal big, like good friends with Coach Driscoll? Is that why they're playing this game?
3: Does uh, now that you say that, it does seem to ring an old bell that like when they scheduled this game, there was some conversation about them being like friends or having some sort of history, but now I've since forgotten. Hmm. but definitely something. There's something out there with that. Uh, I am excited for this game i'm I'm with everybody else in the sense that, like, you're not going to you're not going to learn anything when they you got to beat somebody good at some point. Yeah, of course. I'm right there with everybody counting down the days till their next semi meaningful game, which is probably Michigan in London. Uh, I don't think most people would probably consider the Bellerman game anything special. I'm still excited for that one as well, as I've said multiple times. I'm always pretty excited for UK basketball. But another opportunity, let's see how these guys respond from a pretty disappointing road trip out to Spokane. Uh, let's see who steps up. Can 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 Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick just get things just going? And I, and again, I know they're probably going to, or at least one of them will go, will do it, and will say, "Oh, it was good to see them get something going." But you still have to do it against a decent opponent, and all that will be true. Like Roush, I'm already doing the analysis we would do tomorrow if we were on the air for Turkey Day, but we won't be. But I, I just want to like, even though it won't mean much in the grand scheme of things. I want to see some good basketball. So I want to see some people get back on page, get back on the right track, and uh, outside shots be hit more than anything. I want to see UK's defense take some pride almost every possession and just be like, hey, we've been pretty ugly on this side of the ball. Let's start locking down, even if it is against North Florida, even if we are up 20 points, even if it is the second half. I want to see a little bit more pride on defense. So in these crappy games, even though we won't have any big, grand takeaways – those little things, I think, can help. It can help the team. It can make the team better, and uh, and they could potentially be more prepared when those big games do come around. So, just keeping taking care of business and improving, and certainly looking a hell of a lot better than they did on Sunday night.
2: That would be that would be nice. Um, I'm I'm going to have the rare. Uh, I think this is going to be a leech and uh, goose game for me. Um, just the way that the work schedule kind of lines up. They're going to be listening to it while on the road. Uh, which don't get often, so the th- that is one thing that uh, you know I'll, I'll have to like rewatch it. to Well, did did the lineups do well? Were they communicating? Where's Bo- like because you you can't do that without visualizing it. Uh, and they're probably going to beat this not out of this team. Kentucky's three and zero against the spread at home in these games. Uh, they they have done what they're supposed to do in these settings. I don't know what their legs are going to be like doing three games in six days, uh, especially when one of those games was in Spokane, Washington. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not – I feel like we're going to get a lot of you're going to uh, do. Like Cal will go deep into the bench, I'll a lot of bunch of guys play. Um, so, I, I I worry that there's not a, going to be a lot of – even even in a big win – how much you can take away just from like the the short spurts where everybody's playing together. Like is is Oscar going to play 20-plus minutes today, or is it going to be back on the, the same old stuff? It's a really good point, and something that I didn't even bring up in my little rant that I went on.
3: And that's something that I'm curious what the Thornton's text line is interested about. And boy, do I have to deal for you at Thornton's, by the way, especially if you're a new rewards member. But more on that a little bit later. Don't go anywhere. Uh, do, would UK fans rather them – have look good. Have people look good? Just get your blowout win. You win by forty. People move on. Or would you rather see the starters like out there significant time? And hey, let's let's lock in this rotation and get these guys more familiar playing with each other. Part of the issue with this team is no lineup really looks all that flush together. No lineup looks like they have a lot of experience together. Partially because the roster was so. Uh, kind of upside down in October, early November, maybe even late September going back that far. Uh, that's not a bad. That's not a. That's not a bad point at all. Roush is maybe this could be a good opportunity for Calipari to say, Yeah, normally this would be everybody's going to get some minutes, and maybe after 30 minutes we'll get to that. The final 10 right. minutes of the game we'll start having some fun. But I really need you guys that are going to get the bulk of these minutes to start to learn how to play together, where you all are going to be on the floor, especially where you guys are going to be on the floor defensively and some of your tendencies defensively. That's a really good point. And now I think I'm on that. Like I, I think I'd rather see that now that you brought that up.
2: And I, I think the way you go about it is you kind of chop it up into four minute games. Um and use certain segments as like, okay, here's your time to shine. Let's beat them by 10 in this. Like having like very set love it. precise goals, like that, that's a very good way to get a lot out of your team in a little bit of time. Um, and and so like I you know, John Calipari, obviously Hall of Famer. But I think that's a, a decent idea and a good way to uh, to c- to create the chemistry they need because I think just a part of it is they just don't know where anybody is on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. And uh, part of the reason
3: is they couldn't do that in some of those earlier games because they couldn't do it. You know, Oscar was out, Damien was out, Severe may have been out. So they just physically couldn't do those things. Yes, like being able to get people minutes, there's some benefit to that because you could see maybe who meshes well together. But against North Florida, everybody should look pretty good with one another. Like you know, you you could probably sneak me into the lineup as the three, and let me be with Wallace, Wheeler, Collins, and Oscar. And that five is probably going to still have a positive plus minus. Um, Point being, like, anything can look solid against a team that you're 24 point favorites on. It may be better to still look good and still win. But you know, some of your bench warmers that this could be a fun game for them to get 10 to 15 minutes. They're only getting, you know, two to seven instead because uh, you keep those other people in. It's a really interesting point, and maybe we'll talk more about it as the show goes on. Earlier in today's radio show, I mentioned Thornton's. It's oh. a, it's the best, Roush. It's the best. I've got to come
2: back to it. Oh, I, see, the, and the thing that I love about the refreshing rewards at TJ is I, every once in a while, i just like, ooh, look, notification, what do they got for me? Yesterday it was just, here you go, here's 15 cents off a gallon. What? That's perfect. Right before everybody's hitting the road, it's a great deal. If you have a download the refreshing rewards app, what do you, you, you come on, don't be a dingus, Man. don't be a scooter dingus. Download it now because right now we need to download it. They're also going to get breakfast on Thornton's, whether it's the uh is it sausage, egg and cheese croissant, uh the steak burrito, and then yep. uh sausage, egg bacon. and
0: cheese biscuit. Ah bacon egg and cheese croissant.
3: Man, Whoa, did you mispronounce croissant there, Scoots? Croissant. Thank you. I, th- I misheard you, or maybe you broke up a second of mine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it definitely didn't sound like that word. It's all good. All it's the good. options I'll they agree. have there are delicious. My brother sent me a text the other day, and he said, just so you know, your advertising works. And it was like uh, two different Thornton's breakfast sandwiches. which
2: and They're so good, man. And I, and I know, Scoots, I'm normally the, the breakfast burrito guy. But I went in a little late the other day. It was like 10. So there's only a couple breakfast items left. And their croissants, or their croissants, are <laughs> they're, they're, they somehow make them fluffy? Like, it, it, I feel so like it would be something very difficult to do. But Thornton's, they, they know how to do it. I wonder if Bryson Deschamps loves the croissant.
3: <laughs> All right, we're going to hit a break. Scooch is really, really excited about his Thanksgiving theme today. Oh, let's just hype so- everybody
0: up and let them down. Thanks, DJ.
3: Hey, no. I'm telling everybody they need to be appreciative. It's Thanksgiving week. Be thankful for all the hard work that Scooch puts in. I know I am. And no more hard work was put in than his musical selection for today's, today's show. Take it away, Scooter. Turkey
1: for me. Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a
2: movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey da. I- Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush.
1: Scoots, one
3: for one, heading out of the breaks. Not that we expected anything differently,
2: but good job, Scoots.
0: Thanks, TJ. I, I maybe have a disappointment coming, so stay tuned. No,
2: don't sell yourself short, buddy. You do that too much.
0: Yeah, and
3: secondly, you, you have time to reconsider if you know it's going to be bad. No,
0: I don't know it's going to be bad. It's like I told you all before we came on today, when we were in the, in the initial first break, it's Wacky Wednesday mixed with the day before Thanksgiving, so those two things in mind, I, th- I think it'll come off well. So we'll see.
3: Do you have anything that pays tribute to the first Thanksgiving?
0: Um, in terms of the the outro music, I don't believe so. I don't know if there's a specific song you're talking about, but no, 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 no I, I was don't. Just wondering. Okay,
3: yeah, just wondering if you were gonna throw any bones to the to the first thanksgiving the old uh, pilgrim screw the first
0: thanksgiving we're on thanksgiving what number now number one's irrelevant Uh,
3: uh, this would probably be 403 maybe 401 i think it was 1619 or 1621 so
0: thanksgiving number 401 way better than thanksgiving one
3: goodness gracious how did we all miss the 400
0: no kidding
3: (sighs) could have been a really? huge party. <laughs> really mess it up. Instead we won't see starting 500. Drinking at 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving, I would have cracked the first one at
1: 9.30. <laughs> What's, Welcome um... back.
3: This is Kentucky Roll Call. It's a radio show that we do Monday through Friday, 7 to 9. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. You can find Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush was about to say something.
2: Uh, yeah, some Thanksgiving history. Uh, did you know Thomas Jefferson – Tried to kill Thanksgiving. Uh, Like physically? With his bare hands? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: With his bare hands. It was uh, a national holiday that George Washington proclaimed in 1789. Old TJ Jefferson, he said, The hell with you Thanksgiving. And people didn't really celebrate it until, guess who brought it back? Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln did in 18. 63 brought it back uh right when everybody was really thankful in the middle of the civil war. It was
3: great time for turkey, great time for a big feast the middle of the the civil war. Well good. Good for Abraham Lincoln uh one of one of many wise decisions from him and uh shout out to George Washington too while while we're at it. So Text out yeah. into the Thornton's Text out and have a good Thanksgiving. During that whole break, we were just talking favorite and least favorite Thanksgiving things. We we obviously cranberry sauce is terrible. That was yeah. almost universally agreed upon.
2: That, that that's the one where I'm like, I'll I'll throw a little in with like when I ate my turkey, but it's not something I really go out of my way for. It's just you know, yeah. Do you put anything on your plate and just kind of like move it
3: around to make it look like you ate it, but in reality you just aren't gonna touch it?
2: Sometimes that will happen when I see like a pasta salad or something along those lines that I, it looks good. And then you take a bite and you're like, oh, yeah, this is not this is not great. I've got plenty of other things on my plate and I'll just uh, I'll, I'll let this one. I'll, I'll just spread it around and it'll, it'll be fine. Man, I cannot wait for the rolls. Oh, yeah, but the carbs, they fill up your fill up your belly. Can't eat as much other stuff.
0: No, TJ's right. Roll, rolls are an underrated side.
2: You got to make
3: room for them though. For sure. They're just so soft, yeah, warm. Sure. Usually, they're they're delicious. Very, very, very good. Uh, all right, cats play the cards this weekend as well. We talked a little basketball in segment number one, but Roush. It is rivalry week. People forget it. A huge surprise to really everybody, and maybe no nobody more than the U of L fan base. But the Cards find themselves ranked at number twenty five. In last night's college football playoff ranking updates, uh, the Caps were holding down that spot before the Vandy game. Obviously, that probably means unlikely we see UK ranked again after that loss. But I guess you never know if they were to finish the year two and O with maybe two ranked wins. Uh, but another chance for Mark Stoops to get a ranked win now that the U, U- of L is ranked. Uh, any updates on on the game? Anything that the the, the, the listeners need to know?
2: Oh, cats are winning by 90. Uh, thank you, college football playoff, you idiots, you morons, you losers. I, they, they suck so much. They are doing this so they can backdoor Clemson's garbage-ass football team into the playoff. It infuriates me. It absolutely infuriates me. But that's what they're doing. They want to make Clemson look better because the ACC sucks. So, you know what? You know what you just did? You gave Mark Stoops a reason to tell his team he's an underdog. They are going to... Oh, man, Chris Rodriguez, 200 yards. Uh, They're going to steamroll him. They're going to bully him. They're going to do what Mark Stubbs' teams do against ACC opponents. They just bully him. They shove him into lockers. They're going to do that Saturday. I I hope you're right, and I do have a better, as I mentioned
3: yesterday or Monday or whatever the days all run together, whatever day it was, I do have a better feeling about this game, just going into it. Uh, I I like what you're saying, and I hope that if it provides any motivation – Sure, whatever. I'm not, I'm certainly not bothered by U of L being ranked. I do think they have some sort of quota they have to meet with ACC teams because goodness gracious, the fact that four ACC teams are ranked,
2: it shouldn't be more than one. Uh, I mean, why, why, why aren't we ranking uh, Troy? Right, like, if you're going to rank ACC teams, that's the kind of football they play in that garbage
3: conference. Uh, It's a really bad conference, and that's not, like, that's not rivalry It's just not a very good conference, And and I've watched, sadly, too many games, and it's just, it's not great. And honestly, I think it's probably, like, the closest, the middle of the pack the SEC has been. I think the middle of the pack the SEC hasn't been head and shoulders- better like it normally is maybe just maybe just head not so much shoulders um this year but yeah it, it's it's a joke but that being said if kentucky doesn't lose to freaking vanderbilt at home they're still ranked uh, not that sure. like there's not that only one of these teams could be ranked between the two of them but like kentucky you yeah, just don't don't blow that and you're ranked two and you may have your first ranked matchup between these two teams since the game moved to the end of the season but um, instead, It's kind of your normal where only one team is ranked, but I'm with you, Roush. I feel good about it. Uh, it does seem like there's kind of this like kumbaya, let's come together, one final game where we know everybody's going to be playing, or at least most people are going to be playing. And things have been kind of tough this season, but a good quick way to snap your fingers and turn that frown upside down is a good old thrashing of your rival Louisville. So uh I, I think that's the plan. I think that's the mindset in the football facility, especially hearing you say it. And that's fine by me because that is that is an easy way to make people kind of have a better feeling about what has been an underwhelming season.
2: I like too that you know they, they've got um, the highlight tapes ready, you know, to get them all fired up for this game. I, I just Mark Stoops has done a really good job. Even when there's a huge talent discrepancy of getting his team up for the games. So, and we mentioned this earlier in the week, but you know, no matter what, they're gonna come out ready to play. And I really think like that's when we um that that was the really the the biggest problems this year when they've lost to inferior opponents. It's just because they didn't it came out flat. Uh when I asked the guys yesterday, it was right and weaver, like, y'all did great against Anthony Richardson you didn't play well against Mike, Wright. Like what the hell is the difference? And the difference is, is they just didn't get up for that bandy game. And they, they took their skills and talents for granted. They know Malik Cunningham. They've played against him before. They want to beat the hell out of him. He's likely going to be back. And I love the picture. Adam look found of him from the Clemson game. Have you seen the cast that he's going to be wearing on his hand when he plays against Kentucky? I have not. It's, I, I I will send it to you. Uh, it's, it's, it's a disaster. I mean, I just, I hope that it's the disaster that it appears to be because like, I just don't know how he's going to hold on the football. Maybe he doesn't now, but I, I don't know why I would, be, that would be the case. Um, but either way, it's, it's going to be, uh, it could be a long day for the Cardinal birds, real long day for those Cardinal birds.
3: Well, I hope you're right. Uh, that would be, that would be great, but I, I don't know why. Why are you so sure he's playing? Where did where did that come from? Because the update Scott Satterfield yesterday was,
2: said it yesterday.
3: He said day to day.
2: Yeah, I think we have a much better chance of having him back this week. We'll see this when he kind of gets. The week goes by, he'll go out today and do some things with us. Um, I mean, he's practicing. It could so. be gamesmanship. Could be, but also it is like they they kind of need him to win, right? Like if you're if I don't know. I I honestly have not came up. I was talking with my U of L
3: friends about it. Like I honestly don't know if I would rather face Malik Cunningham or Brock Doman. And I don't think the my U of L friends were like I don't know who we I'd rather play. Multiple of them were like I don't know if I'd rather have Malik out there. It, it may give you a little bit more boom where you could feel like you know theoretically any possession could turn into something good. But he will undoubtedly also just gift wrap UK probably a couple turnovers or a couple of really dumb bonehead mistakes or, you know, taking a sack where he didn't need to take a sack or something along those lines. They were conflicted about it, too. I think that they would default to like, all right, let's just roll the dice with Cunningham and hope that this year's different than all the other ones. But as a UK fan, I don't know who I'd rather go against like. I know against Cunningham, that UK defense is going to be hungry to really get a hit on him. I, I would worry if they face Brock that they could potentially be like, well, we got this one in the bag, and they, they could take their foot off the gas a little bit, and something weird ends up happening. So I, as a UK fan, I'm conflicted on who I'd rather see. And I don't think it's a guarantee that Cunningham goes.
2: So I was with you, and then I got to talking to Luckett. He does, he's, he's very persuasive. Uh, because Brock Dolman has a twenty percent or twenty percent of his passes are either intercepted or broken up. Um, Scott Satterfield gets very conservative when Brock Dolman—if it's third and long—they're just not going to throw it with Brock Dolman in the game. So they they ask him to do a lot less than they ask Malik to do, who is also their leading rusher. And um, as a Kentucky fan, I've I find it a much more difficult time seeing Brock Doman uh, make some explosive plays with his legs than Malik Cunningham. Now, he's done it before. That that one touchdown he had against Virginia mm-hmm. kind of almost changed the season. Uh, fourth and inches, and he keeps it and goes 55 yards for a touchdown. And they kind of got their winning streak rolling. Um, so, like, he is a quality backup. But, I, I mean, that that's what he is. He's just a quality backup. I think you would much— if you're a Louisville, you have a much better chance to win if Malik's playing with or without the hand thing. Um, but you, know, you also got to consider that. like if, if you still have that cast on, that's got to be. Uh, uh, and
3: another thing worth mentioning, whether he plays or doesn't play, he will get hurt in the game.
1: Yeah. And, that, and, that,
3: that, and that's not like being mean or rivalry or anything like that. It's, it's, just durability. it's because I've watched a lot of uh, almost every U L game um, when they're on TV because it's 2022 and L still plays some games that aren't on TV. It's absolutely wild. Um, that being said, he gets hurt every game, and it's been that way his entire career, Roush.
2: I also just want to see Malik Cunningham take one more L in this series because I don't think any other quarterback has – like he would probably be the first – would it be four-time loser or just three? It would be three times because he got what well, he got off the hook on the COVID year. But I don't know if any other quarterback has started for this long and still lost. Like, Jordan Wright, and he's he's in his – no, granted, no, he was in that first Omar game, so he didn't play. He was red shirting. But, like, some of these guys have been at UK for a very long time, and they've just only played against Malik Cunningham. <laughs> it is crazy. You don't really get that in college football ever. Because um, usually if they're good enough, they go, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we've talked a lot about U of L. What's what's the U K looking like, um, at least from an offensive standpoint? Is we gonna see a running levis on Saturday?
2: Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, I still just roll my eyes every time they like talk like about how hurty is and how he's finally feeling good. It's like if he was good enough to play quarterback in the SEC, he was good enough to run away from two hundred and eighty pound linemen. I, you know. Um, but he is feeling healthier. So yes, we're going to get some of that. They're acting like they're not going to change the ring with the wheel, but the Louisville is very susceptible in the middle of its defense. That's where you can take advantage of it. Climb up in the pocket, um, and create some, create some big plays.
3: This game, as it always does, I think it comes down to the trenches, and I think the reason Kentucky's won by a billion the last several years is because it has just had a sizable advantage, literally, figuratively, uh, mentally. It's just had a huge advantage on both sides of the ball in the trenches. I do think, like, I'm very – I think UK's defensive line, after the effort they put up against Georgia they should be ready to feast against L if they play with that same energy, that same effort, they'll have that advantage and I think it's a decent advantage. The only issue yeah. is with UK is they just haven't really like gotten significant push against right. anybody this they, season. They've mm-hmm. played neutral and they haven't gotten beaten, which has been a good thing, but like, you know, I, I would like them to have the pocket collapse in and that hasn't right. happened as much as it, I've done.
2: Like tackles for loss instead of just no gains.
3: Exactly, but uh, still advantage Kentucky on that side of the ball. Now, for the first time in a long time, yeah, the, the other side of the ball, UK's offensive line against U of L's defensive line. I'd still go ever so slight advantage to UK's offensive line, and especially I think they've been playing better a little bit lately. But this is a much improved U of L defensive line, and it's a much and it's a, D, a UK offensive line that's taken a step back. So the gap has shrunk, maybe even. Just to it's a to, it's a coin flip, uh, some people would say. And you probably have some U of L fans say that their defensive line better than UK's offensive line. So that's going to be interesting. So uh, you know, you can make a case that it, UK's defense is going to do their job. U of probably not going to light up the scoreboard. May not be a shutout either, and that's all right. But can UK's offense really put the pressure on the cards, put up some points and win in the trenches offensively? Then you're probably getting to a comfortable UK win if that's the
1: case.
2: And in, in what it comes down to is they do a lot of the stuff that um, Missouri, Mississippi State did. It, it is less like Georgia. We're, Kentucky had a lot of success against Georgia because Georgia just tried to beat you mono a mono in the trenches. There wasn't a whole lot of st- twists and stunts and stuff like that. The twists and stunts are what's confused the Cats. So now we're at the point where you – you, you have to uh, – I'm sorry. I got distracted because I saw a, a quote from the sheriff. I never thought I'd look up Kenny Payne's buyout. Like, that I just I, – Whoa. <laughs>
3: I wonder what it is.
2: Old sheriff. Oh, gosh. What a loser. Um, <laughs> uh, but, like, in, in this game, Louisville, they try to beat you by putting pressure on the edges with exotic-looking stuff. How do you combat that? you don't get in very obvious situations where they can make those calls, which means throwing the ball on first down and not doing the Coach Rich special run, run, pass. The best time for Will Levis to throw and try to create explosive plays is on first down. It's the Steven Johnson, I love this poop. Like That's, that's where you, you can catch them off guard and buy some more time in the pocket for Barry on Brown to get down the football field. Uh, if they remain unpredictable, then they can combat a lot of the exotic stuff. And if if guess guesses wrong on early downs and they start if they're slanting away from where you're running, like you can really gash them for big plays. So the key is, if those big opportunities present themselves, Chris, go run all over him. Uh, he's been great in this game. I'm I'm looking up the numbers today. But I, I think he averages something like 180 yards rushing against the Wilson. Like He just absolutely lights these bastards up. It was nine carries for 120 yards in 2019. I know that. And I think he had 150 last year. So it's probably not 180, but it's still like 10 yards a carry. So you need those big plays from C-Rod once again um, to really put them on their heels. And you need to jump on them early uh, because the, they, they talked about it yesterday on the other side how? Uh, when last year, Louisville lost its composure early on when Malik was whining about getting hit or whatever, and then he punched Vito in the face. Like they lost their composure, and Kentucky just ran all over them. Um, if you jump on this team early, they will they know how to quit early too. So uh, make it take advantage of those big play situations and and put Louisville out of their misery quickly.
3: Some great analysis there on the Governor's Cup this weekend. We'll have more of where that came from in hour number two. We'll get to the Thornton's text line as well. So do not go anywhere. We're just getting started. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.
1: Come on, let's turkey Let's get it. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family.
2: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
2: With Walker and Rosh
1: We're just getting started, bro.
3: Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here Good
1: on YouTube. you,
3: Walker, Nick Rosh and Justin Kalen. Appreciate you listening along. Scoots. You're out, Thanksgiving theme, he was very excited about his his picks for today, getting everybody excited for the holiday. Scoots, I say with 100% sincerity, you had the entire Walker family dancing at that last break, (laughs) Lucy included. She was boogieing to the turkey trot. We loved it. We absolutely loved it. You have to go back and listen to the podcast. I may have to listen to that song just on loop. That was great. That really got everybody in the mood.
0: <laughs> I, I did not know what you were going to come back and say about that, so I was a little worried. But yeah, I, I thought it was a fun song when I was looking up songs last night. I was like, yeah, that's, a, that's a fun one. Get everybody in a good mood for Thanksgiving. So I'm glad well, to know had, it worked.
3: You had one cute little 13-month-old baby <laughs> dancing her little diaper off. So way to go, buddy. Uh, it was really cute. I actually wish I would have had a video of it. But she is, uh, she is she's excited for the holiday as well and the the wife gets off at noon today, and then boom, it's her it's her weekend, which is pretty sweet. Nice. So,
1: um,
3: I think I'm gonna have to work a little bit Friday, but I' don't yeah, it my, won't be anything won't be anything too severe, Wheeler.
0: My roommate is like the master of mixing actual off days with his like PTO time. So he actually has today off and does not have to go to work and back to work until Tuesday. How incredible. Oh, that's,
1: Man.
3: that's great. Uh, you know that's one thing i i get it about january and february but that is one thing about like winter the weather does get worse and then you do have the days end much earlier but a lot of work time off
2: love it yeah it would be nice
3: Uh, it would be real nice well, text on into the Thornton's text line. Thornton's is nice. If you download the Refreshing Rewards app, you're getting a free breakfast and a free soft drink. But you also will have plenty of discounts and benefits anytime you have the app. And it'll tell you the, the price of your local gas station, which is nice. You know what you'll be paying at the pump, and you'll know you'll be saving at the pump each and every time you go to Thornton's. Let's get into this text line. Uh, before we do, I did want to add, I really did enjoy that UK U of L back and forth Uh I think that's pretty good analysis. If you haven't gotten to watch U of a lot, I think that was a, a solid breakdown there. But we, we say all that, and the weather on Saturday looks absolutely horrible. It uh, looks like it's going <laughs> to rain, if not for like the entire game, at least some part of it. It's not going to be warm. I think there's a chance that it could be a little bit windy as well. Uh, I don't know, again, when this game is going to be decided in the trenches, even more so if it's super rainy, wet, uh, and you're going to want to be able to have an established run game. And so that's, you, Roush, you know, we could break this game down every, every which way, and then it could end up just being so sloppy that it's whatever team holds on to the ball more, you know? So that's one thing yeah. about these these games.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, especially with uh, Malik Cunningham with the cast on his hand.
3: That's another good point.
2: Yep. Um, right now, uh, Saturday, no, that's Friday. Excuse me. Um, The Saturday weather in Lexington, 55, 85% chance of rain. 85% chance of rain. I think they're
3: going to try to do, like, a tie on Evans, Cunningham, like, I think they're going to be doing some Wildcat. I think they're going to just really try to, try to run, try to get to the third level, and Hopefully, just break enough to be able to to win, have your defense win you the game. Because I don't, you know, I don't think they're going to be, especially with the rain. I just don't yeah, think their passing yeah. attacks was going to be anything that was that threatening to begin with. And especially if you're going to mix in the elements, as bad as they may be, it's going to. I mean, I, I hope Kentucky's ready to stack the box.
2: Yeah, no, and, I, they, I, and they never do.
3: So probably, probably won't won't be well, ready. Well, to they stack.
2: probably. I mean, they. I don't think they'll really need to. They They've given up some more rushing yards than I would like as of late, but Georgia's offensive line too—they were really freaking good. They are very good,
3: yeah. yeah. And you know, a three-headed monster running back as well is tough to go against. Yeah, um, it really is. But rush
2: like that, yeah,
3: tough. But the, you know, I would dare, I would dare, especially if it's going to be raining. I dare you about to throw. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Just make one of them try to beat your guys one on one. Maybe they they're successful one time. They come down with a, a jump ball here or there, but I I, I think U of L is going to try to have a not a, quite a Lynn Bowden like approach back in 2019. But I think it'll be a we're running third, you know, 40 times, and we're going to be running the ball a ton.
2: Oh man! So Very... hope
3: Stoops hope and the troops are ready for that. Yep. yep. We got uh, Germany and Japan just kicking off about 12 minutes ago for the eight o'clock World Cup game. I'm sure social media isn't filled with uh, bad jokes with these two teams going at it. But, no, no way, uh, no, no chance. But I actually do think this is an intriguing game. Japan, uh, probably. I, I don't. I don't know how soccer circles view Japan, but. Uh, they're better than I think just the average soccer fan thinks when it comes to international competition. They're, they're a good group, so, uh, and their women's team is always one of the best. So, so I think this game could be more interesting than folks think.
2: They're going to need is, some luck.
3: Yeah, this is Scoots' <laughs> Germany team. That's right. Uh, oh, Would you rather have the United States win the World Cup or Germany, Scoots?
0: Um, probably the United States just because it seems like such a far-fetched idea, um, and I've seen Germany win it in my lifetime. So, yeah, probably USA. But I wouldn't okay, mind don't either.
2: Say, don't say probably. Yeah, like come on, Scoots. <laughs> that would be.
0: You imagine the
3: parties that the United States won the true. world won the World Cup. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: like, good point. It. And it'd never like it. will be like the only time they ever win it. So enjoy it. I um, I enjoyed listening to Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve talk about uh, U.S. soccer fans and how they're the worst. This is like, let's be honest, guys. We're kind of the Vandy of. The world, so like, that's not true. That's mean, not
3: true. And you know, I think that every World Cup, there's so much like so, there. The soccer purists are some of the most annoying fans in the world. I'm not yes. saying that's what SVP is. I don't think he would be a soccer purist. No, no.
2: Well, and that's the thing. He was calling them losers for like, oh my god, we drew. It's already over. We're done. Like the kind of fatal. The coach is wrong We're you know that that sort of like panic mode that they already settled into because we drew with Wales. Oh, I gotcha. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I've,
3: I've viewed UK as, I've, I've viewed USA as kind of UK football, to be honest, where it's like, why haven't we been better? I get that maybe we're not the best of the best, but why hasn't it been better? And then, hey, you know, things are kind of looking, looking solid. Yeah. Um, well, the- actually, to almost a T, like, we really like this young USA team, but mm-hmm. then over the course of the last six months, we've been like, "Wait a minute, this isn't what we thought it was going to be." Right. And then kind of this UK football season has been, "Wait a minute, we haven't thought this is what thought, what what we thought it was going to be." But uh, yeah, that's interesting.
2: The uh, the thing too, can you how many how many like how many wins past the group stage can you remember in your life? Of the U.S., like there's only a handful, right? Like I, yeah, it I feels I like every one of those is one. almost like a bowl win.
3: Like I think I can only think of one win after the group stage, and I think that was back in 2014. Because in 2010, I think they lost in the first round to Ghana. Mm-hmm.
1: 2006,
3: I don't think they made the they made it. Right. uh 2002, I don't. Re- I, I think they did win a game, but I don't. Re- I wasn't watching. A uh, little 11 year old TJ was. Was not into the World Cup then. So I don't, That my, my first World Cup memory is 06.
2: Yeah. So it's, um, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to get some of those to load up. Really would be.
3: Really would be. They play again in the United States on Friday in a game against England. Uh, while we're keeping these analogies going, probably a, a Kentucky Tennessee like rivalry here. England is one of the favorites to win the World Cup. Uh, while we're really excited about the group of young talent the United States has, England, this is like their young talents grown grown up moment. This is kind of what they've been building towards so uh, and they'll be you know they're they're always going to be a good competitive international soccer team but uh, so that's gonna be a tough one on Friday, but it'll make it all much that much sweeter if the United States wins. Roush, do you remember the draw against them in 2010 scoots do you?
2: Uh, yeah, because the goalie, like, mm-hmm. he, it, he hit his hands and then rolled right past him. I I remember seeing all the English tabloids of him just, like, sad. Because that, that got the – did that get the U.S. out of the group and England was stuck in it? No, England got out too, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I think they
3: both advanced. Okay, okay. But the United States had to have some heroics to, to do it, so that point mattered in a big way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember um, that one. Would be great if uh, we got a win out just to see them cry, and we could say football's coming home. Uh, football's yeah. coming home is a great song, though. A
3: win would make Friday like I don't, you know. If you have any plans to watch the game, a win on Friday would make for like a fun Friday. Like there'd be a real mood anywhere you'd go across whatever town you're in. Uh, it'd be pretty cool. A win, even a draw, would feel solid. You'd feel like, hey, you beat you beat Iran, and you're in. To the next stage. All right, you can you can do that. Most likely, uh, maybe goals could potentially matter, but um, a loss and no, it's not going to be it's not going to be a good time. No, no, um, not at all. I do, you know, while I, while I was doing my silly little comparisons, there is like of SEC schools and countries and blah blah blah. I do. There is a sense of me of just like United States is so big, and I get that we have a lot more sports and opportunities, and it's a great country, and I love this country. But, like, England should not be that much better at soccer than we are, if better at all. Really, they shouldn't be better at all. United States is just so big, we should have better teams. And I know there's soccer purists out there that are just pulling their hair out. It's not about the size. They're academies. They grow up learning how to play the game. But team- I mean, that's fine. That's fine. We should have all those things, too. But... <laughs> Uh, sometimes when you, even Wales, like, you know, Thai and Wales kind of embarrassing. They're a tiny, tiny little place.
0: TJ, you answered your own question there. It's it's the plethora of sports that we have here in America. I mean, there's just so many more opportunities and so many more sports to play than than a lot of other countries. So that's, all, all of our talent is spread out in other sports, as opposed to all their best talent is like being funneled towards soccer.
3: Yeah, but then, then why are the women so dominant?
0: That's true. I mean, maybe, maybe because the women women don't get paid what men get paid in professional sports. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I
2: think it's because uh, the U.S. women are better. Yeah, just superior. Yeah, just in every way, American they, women greater than all other women.
3: Scoots, that's a that's a that's a solid answer. I think you could also make the case that just the competition internationally isn't as steep. So, like, yes, the United States women are really really good, but. Other countries aren't, you know, don't put as much research and or, you know, all of the funds into their women's soccer development.
0: Yeah, I mean they probably get more money out of their men's soccer teams. So yeah, they they probably you're probably right. They put all the resources there.
3: And and, you know, I like these German uniforms. Don't have like the the rights, but
2: uh, you know, save that for another day.
3: Let's get to this text line here five zero two four one four
2: fourteen fifty. I don't know. I think we should talk about women's rights.
3: In the world in the in the international women's soccer. Yeah,
2: especially uh, right now. <laughs> Cut her.
3: This is oh
2: yeah. Just the point. Uh, this
3: that's from Robert. Hey Robert. Scoots. Oh, hey. You don't watch an obscure TV show at a time where real football games are being played on a TV network that is built around a conference your team doesn't even play in. You're not a real sports fan. That's so confusing. Get it together, man. I've also talked to Peter Burns before. He's genuinely a nice guy. I don't think there was any malicious intent on that comment.
2: I don't think there was either, and uh, he is right. Peter Burns is one of the nicer people in the SEC Network Industrial Complex. A great dude uh, in the, the limited interactions I've had with him. But I do love Robert just like, what do you mean you don't just sit around and watch the SEC Network? Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? There, okay. that's <laughs> Why aren't you watching BTN, Scoots? I would who, not who put. Are th- I would not put myself through that. Who are the BTN people? I like. I, I don't like the Big Noon, but do Robbie you like? The, do you like the? I like Robbie. Oh, Robbie Hummel, Mike DeCourcy?
0: Yeah, I don't know who the football guys are, but the basketball guys definitely Hummel, DeCoursey. Uh Stephen Bardo, another one.
2: Oh Bardo, we we don't like Bardo no, though, right? He
0: had that clown all freshman team list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> freaking Bardo. Without Hood,
0: Shafino, what a joke.
2: Uh, any triple doubles?
0: Not yet. (laughs) We're getting closer.
2: (laughs) A texture says, so basically the only time our offense looks good is when Cal quits calling plays.
0: Well,
3: you know, why do you say that? One thing I will say about that UCLA game, you're not going to be able just to do kind of like a free flowing offense and win that game. You're going to have to have sets and you're going to have to have plays. Um, so that UCLA game will be a good test in that. The Michigan game, I think, will be a little bit more freestyle, open. But if Cal gets outcoached by Mick Coronen, I, there there's I won't be able to calm people down. Like there's going to be no calming down. That's going to be ugly if that happens. But yeah. um, watch out for that one. The again, you know, so much of the play and the archaic offense and the games passing by, then you'll have a. Offensive explosion and things will be great. And then it's like, wait, if all of a sudden is the offense good again? Wait, how does this work? But um, I'm sure. I'm sure tonight it'll look good because it's not a great opponent. But we're all we're all waiting for the same thing a, um, to click against a, a decent team.
2: And they were referencing some quotes. I, I'm having trouble keeping up with all of them right now. Um, but there was there was some quote about like, well, we just had to stop running plays, to give it to Oscar. You know, it was it was something along those lines. But I. I'm admittedly kind of dizzied by all of the he said, she said kind of stuff um, over the last week.
3: Yeah, a lot of stuff getting taken out of context, which is pretty normal, unfortunately. But um, it's just got to get better. The season is still incredibly young. The, the overreaction is un- very, predicti- very predictably too much. Uh, Looking at your SoundCloud podcast picture the other day reminded me, do you have plans to come back together in the studio someday? We normally do. My daughter was sick all last week, and it was something that I could have theoretically passed to Roush's relatively newborn, so we weren't going to take any chances with that. And then with the holiday this week, it's just kind of been bad timing. But, you know, normally we try to be in there more times than not. It doesn't always work out that way, but uh, we, we do like being together, believe it or not
2: yeah yeah um but like an extra almost hour of sleep is also nice yeah because man duke really doesn't want to leave the house in the morning
0: sick brag bro of,
2: yeah i mean scoots you also wouldn't have to get up at five forty-five to get to the radio station so
3: and scoots did you wake up at three to give your roommate a bottle
0: <laughs> Maybe should've. Man,
2: It would be really funny though, right? Like he's just drunk or you know, <laughs> drunk, not passed out. You gotta get up and get him another bottle so you can. <laughs> oh Ridiculous. Eighth highest paid coach, we don't even have a top twenty five program. Okay. Okay, guys. you gotta say that about football too, though. Well, that's that's
3: what he's talking about. Oh, I thought it was a basketball comment. I get the text line all mixed up.
2: Yeah. Um, um why do that... you care?
3: Why do you why do you like
2: He's you the know, second longest tenured coach in the biggest conference in America.
3: And he took a basement SEC program to the to the point of competing for the East. This year was a step back. We're not thrilled about that. We think the recruiting should be better as well. But we like
2: where the football program's at.
3: We're not, you know, we're, it's not that we're satisfied, but we're we. this is better than what it's been the majority yeah. of our lives, Roush.
2: Oh, yeah. It's consistently competitive. You think you're in every single game when it starts. Now, sometimes they don't play that way, but uh, they come out and they'll lay eggs. But, yeah, I like where they start. I also don't understand, like, getting mad at how much they get paid because, like, they all get paid way too much money. That's That's just the sport. It's not my money. Actually, I think most of it's JMI's money. Don't they pay, like, a majority of the contract actually comes from them? I believe
3: that was the case, or I was under that understanding, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, like... Who he Who the athletic department isn't going into default because they're paying coaches more money.
3: Agreed, uh, and if it does, then coaches will stop getting paid so much money.
2: Which, uh, by the way, too, um, it was something that I thought had already been done, um, but Stephen Godfrey, the coaching carousel guy, basically said, "Just like yeah, at this point, Stoops, he he knows the market, like." The only place you would ever have to worry about is Iowa with him. Like, uh, pretty much he, he's done looking around or any sort of thing elsewhere. Um, but um, the other words that Godfrey said, too, were uh, he's ready to fire up the wood chipper with some of these assistant coaches. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> it's like a lawyer he's The wood chipper. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, um, but Stoops did kind of say that on Monday's press conference. Just like, we're going to address some things. We know that things need to be addressed. We're just going right. to do it at the appropriate time.
2: Exactly. exactly.
3: Which was, I think, his way of saying, you get that Woodchepper going, Tony Neely.
2: Yeah, and I also think that that's more of a... Um, I feel like, Rich, you got to do before signing day, but the others would wait until after signing day. That's, that's kind of the timeline of how I remember things working. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, then more on split zone too, if you want to listen to more of that. But that was just the the kind of uh, secondhand uh, stuff that I heard from that show. I'm not suggesting that Tony
3: Neely would be um, part of any sort of cuts being made. I just in this
2: in this hypothetical have him in
3: charge of the wood chipper itself. I,
2: I just would like to see Tony Neely start up a wood chipper, like <laughs> like act like the, the actual act of him firing up a wood chipper would amuse me because, because Tony too is like. I love when it gets into wintry season. Uh, you all, Tony Neely is, uh, I don't know what his exact title is, but he's basically the head of the PR department, uh, for lack of a better term. And Tony is the nicest man. He's an old soul. In his I love his winter wardrobe because it just has all of the scarves and uh, sweaters and, and just like so many different styles. And he even has a, uh, I, they call it his Indiana Jones hat. I mean it's it, he he really goes all out. Yesterday he had a nice sweater on. Made me feel like the holidays are here. This is really
3: only a joke for you, but I could just imagine him coming up to the podium and being like, "All right, we've got the Series 3200 XYZ wood chipper to my left. It is Japanese made. It is uh, looks like invented here in 2022, and I'm going to read over these instructions for you all today." <laughs>
2: Like, I can just see him up there. His cadence. Doing that. That, especially when he does the, uh, he'll, if y'all ever watch the live streams of Calipari's press conference, probably not anymore because you can't stream them anywhere, but he'll just like read stats and stuff to buy time. And that's his exact cadence.
3: Yeah. It's exactly <laughs> it's, it's very calming. I need to get like sound recordings and he could probably put you oh, to sleep with
2: some of that stuff. Tony totally could be like an, uh, a narrator audiobook narrator yeah, yeah i agree especially well, for like some like uh, slightly folksy southern thing um, tony we get royalties
3: how does one get
0: into that i've
2: been curious
3: narration yeah you probably good. just know somebody that's owns the company
2: well Uh-oh. but like vo- voice acting in general though there there is like you, I wonder if it's like you're discovered, or or maybe like you do voiceover work, like at a radio station. Somebody hears you, and you go from there. But I don't, I don't know, because man, it, it it would be a sweet gig. Yeah. We need to get that broadcasting voice out there more often, Scoots. Just yeah, that
0: I've thought about that the last couple of months. I, I would just would love to get paid to just sit around and read books, have it recorded. I would,
3: I would pay you twenty dollars if we can do a big X, um, maybe the night before Christmas, and you just read it. It's like the, you know, back in like the 30s, you'd, people would just kind of read books on air and it'd be mm-hmm. the form of entertainment. And you still have some stations that will do it. It'll be like Mrs. Claus story time hour. Maybe we, the big X could do uh, scoots, ho- holidays with scoots.
2: <laughs> I like
3: One it. for me. I like it. You know, probably only for about 30 minutes of work. It's not bad.
0: Pitch it
2: to the big it's man. Like a- it's yeah. like Scoots is OnlyFans, except he's just getting paid to read things <laughs> to people.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if the NCAA hadn't been so petty in their strict stance on amateurism, all this present-day nil stuff could have been avoided. And that is being, get, and that is by giving these kids a little walking-around money, maybe $100 a month, so they could, ca- could buy casual clothes or take girlfriends out for pizza. A lot of these kids come from poor families and just don't have any money for these things. Well, they did do that. They were already doing that stipends it was yeah. a thing it happened um so kids weren't like broke on they they had they had spending money but that being said i disagree i mean i, I pretty much just disagree with your whole text uh, to be honest what i would add is the NCAA should have been more proactive in all this. But that's right. not to say that there still wouldn't have been issues, even if they – it could have been more structured. It could have been more organized. It would have been better had they been more proactive. So I will agree with you yes. there. But it's not that it wouldn't have had its speed bump. You, you, you
2: give anybody an inch and they'll take them Um The unintended consequences would be there. But, yes, the fact that, like, everybody could see this coming except the people in charge, like, come on
3: says, TJ, will you be drizzling some delicious gravy on your turkey this Thanksgiving? Absolutely not. Gravy is gross. And no, will not be. What do we got next? Uh,
2: well, we got a PK coming up. Well. What we got next? Just, the Goalie just tackled him.
0: Yeah, I was getting ready to right. ask, since when can goalies tackle players? Good grief. Yeah,
2: Shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> People are overreacting to the losses. I understand everyone hates to lose. I'm definitely not okay in the way we played in Washington. But we really need to get a grip. There's no coach in the country better than Cal. There's no one we could replace him with. People are overreacting. Take a chill pill and let the season play out. Was for COVID, we would not be complaining about coach being washed up. Team is ready to make the tournament run, no doubt. Give it time. We're taking basketball, and we must support our players. I, I'm. I, I think there's more nuance though, Texture. Like, like people have legitimate gripes with the way the games are being played, but some of the, like, the sky is falling and it's not going to get better is overreacting.
3: My, uh, My prediction, and I feel good about it, is we'll look back at some point this season and be like, they weren't great because they hadn't been playing together. It had been weeks since they had been a complete team uh, you know Damien Collins that can impact more than just him but that being said it certainly would have a major impact on him and I think at some point this season we'll look back and be like the reason it looks so bad was because they just they weren't really used to it and then it eventually clicked and this team is good and not that it won't have its flaws and I, you know they they can probably it's a good year college basketball I've seen a lot of really good teams none without their own flaws just like Kentucky as well but uh, it, it's a competitive year of college basketball, and I think Kentucky will be right in the thick of it with a chance to win it all when it's all said and done. But that being said, I, I, you know, should it be better even with those excuses? And I think it should be. Like you shouldn't lose by 16 to Gonzaga, and you did make a run in that game, and you made it semi-interesting. But you, but you were just playing from behind the entire time, and you look like the worst team. And even if you are kind of figuring things out, it shouldn't be the case for 40 minutes. Twenty minutes, thirty minutes, whatever. But the entire game, not the way that it probably should go. So, I'm, I'm more with this texture, but I agree with Roush. It's not, it's not so black and white.
0: I have an announcement.
3: Yes. Go. <laughs> Germany has scored against Japan to go one up uh, in the 34th or 33rd minute. I'm not sure exactly wh- when they're going to score it, but congrats, Scoots. you did it. I did it. I really wish you had the drop of scooter. Saying he just likes to be the best employee possible. Yeah. Uh,
0: I meant to go pull that. I'll, I'll pull that out today so we can use it in the future.
2: When the best employee that? possible we have already had it.
0: Hmm. Um, it was from September 26th, I believe. I'll have to go back and look.
2: Uh, model employee scooter. Watson was legitimately mad. That was not
3: plan- That was not a planned bit, and I don't blame Watson for getting that upset either. Imagine a co-worker that you're potentially not that close with saying something about your wife on national TV. You don't know people's history or relationship. Don't say those kind of things if you're not 100% sure it'll land. That being said, I agree with that. Don't say those things if you're not 100% sure if it's going to land, and then even then, maybe don't. Maybe don't even then. That being said, you're on live TV. You don't need to act like a baby. It's just words. just words
2: yeah um i just i i I can't ever imagine like even if it's somebody i did know like i i just i can't imagine getting worked up over something like that but yeah yeah that's not that's not me like you know who knows maybe they had some uh
3: you're kind of letting them win when you get worked up about it and secondly it's nothing you couldn't address off the air just say like Hey, you know, I really enjoy getting to work with you, but that that could have embarrassed my wife. So, I, I you know, I, I'm not I'm not okay with you doing that. If you don't mind, making sure you don't do that in the future. Like you can, you don't need. If that's why it felt like a bit, because if it wasn't a bit, ew, you know, really, like it's that worth getting upset about. But to each their own.
2: How about we uh,
3: take our final break? Uh, I was going to say the same thing. We're going to do that. We'll come back. We'll finish up this text line. We'll make predictions for the Cats versus North Florida at 4 o'clock today. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X wow. Sports Radio. From, here we go.
2: Step side to side. Reach high and low.
1: Wiggle your shoulders and make
2: a pose. Repeat side
3: to
1: side. High and low. Shake your feathers and point your toes. Now say Gabba double, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And strut, strut, strut. And strut, strut, strut. Do a wobble, wobble.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
0: You mean not good like one out of a hundred?
2: I'd say more like one out of a million.
0: So you're telling me there's a chance with Walker and Roush?
2: Yeah.
1: I read you.
3: Welcome back. One final segment here on Kentucky Roll Call. Another great song on the outro. Okay. The intro kind of central for uh, interesting. Just the dichotomy, the, the Dumb and Dumber, and then into that song. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't understand that one.
3: That, yeah, we may have to ask the big guy about that one. But Trevor, take, that is take
0: it out of the rotation.
3: Yeah, I haven't heard from Trevor in a while. Wonder if he's doing okay. Probably. Is the Rutherford show gonna have any shows this week?
0: That's a great question. I think Trevor gets back today, so maybe today. We'll see. Okay. I know uh, I, know, I uh, do a
2: show today.
0: I know Mike's been sick.
3: Sick of watching UVO basketball? That's right. Probably.
0: It probably is exactly what it is.
3: It can't be helping, whatever condition. But no, Mike, hope you feel better. Um boy. Whew. It is so bad. I don't think Kenny Payne survives the year, folks. it's really really bad that's not really know. that's
0: not really fair to say
3: i mean that's fair for me to say whatever i want scoots
0: no i get that but i mean he inherited a terrible roster when he came in did not got nothing out of the portal you got to give him more than one year you're not just going to kick your hometown kid to the curb just like that i, you you I was amused though you can't,
3: you can't i mean he may only win two games that's like that 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 is again you know i don't care but like it's a, that's embarrassing to L's jersey that you're having Texas Tech and Arkansas just have dunking contests against you. And I get it that things are bad. One, it never had to be this bad. Never had to be this bad. Look at what LSU's doing. They lost every scholarship player, and they're 5-0. and oh. Like, he's not a good coach. He is just not a good coach. And the roster construction was one thing. That was terrible. And I was shocked that he whiffed on that. I did think there were going to be some question marks about what his in-game coaching was going to be, player development, that sort of stuff. It is far worse than I would have ever imagined, and the recruiting makes me honestly kind of look like an idiot because he's getting nobody. So it's uh, it's just really kind of been a complete disaster. And then you, you you can only take so many like thirty point losses.
2: There there was a I I forget uh, Alfonso what's the guy in the studio that's the ESPN analyst or Alfonso thing, Ellis is that right Oh yes Yeah he kept saying. Yeah, I just, Louisville, without a true point guard, just had no chance without Texas Tech. And it's like, but that's not, like, that's the whole season. I mean, no, but that you have to have, like, I, he was almost excusing it like they had some injury or something. It's like, no, that's just their team. They don't have anybody that can dribble the basketball.
3: Yeah, and to say, like, the inherit the mess thing, if they would have kept Dre Davis and his recruit brother that was pretty good, like, those probably would have been his two best players. But those people left the program. Uh, they didn't have to go. And he has to take some of responsibility for not putting together a better team. Between the transfer portal and the players that left, it could have been a lot better. I like Kenny. I am I mean, I don't want him to be winning national championships left and right. Not that I have to worry about that. but. I also don't like seeing him completely stink, but I, I, I never in a million years scooch thought that even like one year would be on the table. But if it's just like a sign that this dude is in over his head, if you're U of L, you would need to rip off that Band-Aid sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know. I've never been in favor of firing coaches after one year. Like they, they I'm not, I'm give them either, more time.
3: Like you, I mean, they may not. They may win two games this year. Like two games. They
2: may go two and twenty nine.
0: Man, I hope they do. <laughs> Give me three wins for Eastern Michigan.
2: Taco. So shout out to the to the guy who had to call the entire Wolfville game by himself yeah. because the play by play guy lost his voice. Ugh. Especially that game. He yeah. doesn't break forty.
0: How do you just yeah. lose your voice? Like, don't don't you know going into a game like it's it's a little on the rocks? Maybe I shouldn't be calling this. He
3: was in Maui. I bet he had probably a wild night and woke up and was like, "Oh crap."
0: But did he start the broadcast? That's what I'm confused about.
3: I think he did.
2: Yeah, I think he
0: did. See, that's the weird thing to me. Like, you know, your voice is there or it's not.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't know. Maybe he didn't think it sounded so bad. Uh, Maybe he was just hopeful, optimistic. Oh, that you could, like, kind of talk through it? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: don't don't know.
3: Uh, I'd not kind of want to go back and hear how he sounded. Um, anyways, yesterday was Taco Tuesday, so I stopped by Salceritas. That's just the way that it goes. I went to the St. Matthews location. Uh, their covered patio coming a long way. It's gonna look really, really nice. Mm-hmm. But their Middletown location, folks. It is uh, I had a buddy that went there and just said it was some of the best service that he had ever had going through kind of those like made to order places that everybody was smiling. The portions were incredibly healthy. Uh, I felt that way in St. Matthew's and I always do. But I got to give a shout out to the Middletown one. It's not one that I get to go to all that often, but I want to give them some love. They've got the drive through out there, which makes it so easy. You don't have to get out of your car and it's ready in, I don't know, like two minutes. And then boom, you're, you're, you're on your way out of there. Boom. St. Matthew's, no drive through. That's only for the Middletown one, but all the food's great. I went and I checked out. I got extra meat. I was hungry. And they, so when they said the price, it wasn't a lot because Salsarita still has the best prices, but I knew it was a little bit more than what I normally get. And I was like, oh, oh oh, yeah, I got the double meat. I forgot about that. And then before I could even like finish this train of thought in my brain, she was like, well, you do have 12 points, which is $12. Do you want to take that off? So like, basically I was getting Salsarita's for like two bucks, you know, oh, I handed over like $2 in cash. Uh, that's the that's the perks of downloading the salceritas app. The more you eat there, the more benefits you get. They're always doing some specials, which is always cool as well. And you can do the catering all online on their app, which is super convenient. You don't have to worry about calling into like a loud it seems like anytime I recall a restaurant, it just sounds like it's in the middle of a war zone. <laughs> uh, are there any quiet rooms that we could put a cell phone in? But not at salceritas because you can do it all online on the app. Makes it super easy. We love salceritas, you do too.
2: Uh, let's go back to the Thornton's text line. Cal is not an offensive genius by any means, but he's an elite defensive coach. I think we'll see a lot of improvement there over the next few weeks. That said, it's more concerning than usual, given all of our returning players. I'm kind of with the texture here.
3: I, I agree with that. That's honestly why the, the defense being so terrible is kind of wild.
2: Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, guys are getting open looks. It's not like they're just hitting a bunch of crazy shots. Like they're just making open shots. And consistently,
3: it was solid defense against Michigan State. But when push came to shove, yep, they, they didn't get stops, and that's nope. not that's not Kentucky basketball. How how does the point three hundred ninety winning percentage since fifteen sixteen compare to the first half of the Cal era? I'm sure it's worse, but how much worse? Some context there wouldn't hurt. We lost a tough, a lot of tough road and neutral games in eleven
2: and and fourteen.
3: That is true. Uh,
2: both. Yeah, I mean, but.
3: Thirteen lost a lot, obviously.
2: Well, and the thing is that stat is like ranked games. That eleven team lost to like Ole Miss at um like at, like at Ole Miss to like an unranked team, right? Like that, there was some stuff like that where it was SEC unranked on the road. But that eleven team also won two games of Maui. Um, they venged a lot of early season losses. So, I mean, you you make a good point, uh, Dexter, but I'm sure it was better overall.
1: Yeah,
3: and it should it should be better it should be better before it should be better. You know, we want them to win them all. Uh not overly realistic, but it certainly can be better than that number and hopefully uh moving forward it, it will. I think it probably should be.
2: Texture says that's in Scoots' a phone charger for his car, but I don't have one for a 13-year-old phone. No. It's <laughs> good joke. You got the home button though,
3: Scoots. That's right. A texter says, I think it's it's important to note that the actual quote on Oscar wasn't the one tweeted by Nick's former ex-boss. The actual quote is, I couldn't get Oscar to run the plays right. Why? He hasn't been playing with us. Might be splitting hairs, but Cal didn't say Oscar doesn't know the plays. Yeah, you got to make sure you get the, the, the whole quote. That's always nice. Thanks for sending it in, texter. There's a video on Derek Anderson's Facebook page about the offense and movement like Roush is talking about from the Michigan State game. Go watch him break down that video. Well, Why didn't why wouldn't you link it to us, Texter? <laughs> you know how many Derek Andersons there are out there?
2: Oh, man. ton. Cleveland Browns quarterback. In. Remember
3: him? People forget about that Derek Anderson.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, prospective high schoolers? I'm Rick Now, I serve the board of director here at DeSales. Yeah, I'm a blogger. <laughs> Yikes. But you're so much more than a blogger.
3: You're a YouTuber now. <laughs> you're a YouTuber. I'm a vlogger. You're a vlogger. You're a YouTuber, and you you do uh, the best radio show covering UK and Indiana that money can buy. Do you think Muscleman would be willing to take the job? Yeah. I think between Muscleman, Beard, and then. I think like a, a a solid fallback option if he was interested would be a Doug McDermott. Ooh. Wouldn't be my f- first two choices and probably not three, but I, give me more time to think about it. I mean, he's just I, I like mean, he's just I mean, the
2: new Greg Marshall.
3: I don't think so. I mean, he's like consistently gotten talent that you wouldn't think Creighton would get. He yeah, works, the, he, uh, he, works the, he works the portal portal what, portal? Works the portal well. And he also runs a fun style. Like, they put up a lot of points consistently.
2: Yeah, I I worry about somebody who's been at Creighton for 15 years being able to adjust.
1: I
3: don't think that's fair. Again, not one of my first choices. I'm just saying if that was your last fallback option, it'd be better. that
2: uh, That would be your kind of wild card at the bottom of the hot board. That's like, huh, people haven't been thinking about him. Correct. Yeah, this was after multiple people would have said no.
3: But I think right. between Beard and Musselman, one of those two would say yes. you got to understand, like, if Kentucky would want to, they theoretically could just take that Calipari contract and just say, Musselman, would you like this Calipari con? Like, you know, not the lifetime bit, but the money amount of it. And, it, it you know, it may – Arkansas and Texas could try to match, but, like, that's basically telling Arkansas or Texas, make your head coach the highest-paid basketball coach right now. And would either – You know, Texas probably could, maybe would, could Arkansas, would Arkansas. Not saying it's impossible, but, you know, UK could throw so much money at some of these guys, it it would be
2: tough to say no. Also, Musselman has the, uh, he has the theatrics that we like from our head coaches. We we like, we like Showman. Uh, Yeah, I
3: agree. I think he... I, you know, I think Beard would be fine, too. But Musselman, I think, would be a more natural fit of like, hey, it's more than just the basketball coach. you got to be, you know, you're, it's 24-7 gig around town. And I think he would embrace that pretty well. No offense to the guy and very thankful for what he's done. But J.J. Weaver can go pro and I won't lose a second of sleep over the decision. Kentucky football has to get back to having a competent pass rush because these last two years have been pretty... Poor. I'm not saying a pass rush is as good as Josh Allen, but my lord, something that gives the O line a good amount of pressure regularly. I seriously can't recall the last time Kentucky football got a sack, and it truly meant something. Has to be better.
2: He was not very enthused in his like. I'm still going to think about it later. Like he 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 sounds like he's gone. Um, gone. And to the I would, yeah. Um, yeah, and I would have met. It's it also sounds like it's kind of injury related. Like he's been hurt a lot over the last three years. Maybe up this like, year
3: this is my only chance. I, I, I can't I can't make it another year. I need to go try to get a contract. Yeah. Okay. Well, best of luck to him if that's the case. Uh, beat Louisville. Cal should study Arkansas game strategy and film. They start four guards and all of them can handle the ball. I do I do like I do like the makeup of their roster. I've now watched them I think like four times this year and it is a fun team. It's got a lot of length and they currently don't have Nick Smith playing, which is also pretty wild. But I I, I do like. It's their roster construct. And I think one area that Cal's got, like, you, you just, your four needs to be, like, your second best shooter. That If, I'm, if I were, like, a close friend with Cal, I'd be like, hey, any, any four you're recruiting, make sure he may be your second best shooter. Because then if Cal starts doing that, then, like, boom, you probably would actually have a true roster of four players, all that could move. But instead, Cal's fours are always the fourth best shooter, uh, almost consistently. And that's just an old school style of constructing a roster. So um, that that's one little piece of advice I'd give him.
2: I like that little piece of advice, TJ.
3: Like it doesn't. It wouldn't really actually have to be. But if that were your mindset, that like when looking at power forwards, and guess what? Aaron Bradshaw is a great shooter. I mean, he's he's not going to be somebody. Don't think like Malik Monk, somebody that's going to like catch, take a pivot, and then and do something crazy but like if he's open he's going to be able to knock down shots so that'll be fun next year with him he's really good offensively he's really good offensively um but I feel like far too often with Calipari we've said wait till next year to fix a hole um that being said we're five games into a season I think plenty of holes are going to get fixed a lot of hole talk <laughs> not to mention Nick Smith isn't even playing Baylor Showerman would have been a nice piece this year. He's much more athletic than I knew and has the ability to create his own shot. Oh, he looks light years better than Antonio Reeves, unfortunately, at this point. And I think we all thought he'd be better than Antonio Reeves, but I at least, at least optimistically, thought maybe it was close. But Reeves got to show some stuff. He's got to get back to making some shots. Shireman's a good player, though. And he's somebody that, you know, you, you really need to guard 24 feet and in because. It, he'll score from anywhere in those spots so fun piece to have sounded like he was bought and paid for though by creighton and kentucky wasn't willing to wheel and deal for him
2: yeah they weren't going to play ball nope
3: also after watching this game i don't feel great about when you where uk is right now these teams just look better and it's not because of older players in arkansas's case need a long winning streak and wins over good teams to gain some confidence back in this team
2: Uh, for me that that's like the the body language the energy the juice the like we're gonna go kick your ass kind of mentality just doesn't well, just doesn't be, feel like it's there
3: to be fair people are also saying oscar is being too showboaty you know like so I, I i kind of agree but i think winning helps that stuff people are more happy and look like they're having more fun when they're not losing by 16 to gonzaga yep serious question for scooters was listening to your podcast just now in the hospital having spinal surgery what a fan oh, i am wow oh, goodness gracious speak the Thinking about you, buddy. speed,
2: man. Yeah. Interesting
3: way to spend Thanksgiving. Does Scooch not have GPS? And even if he does, does he not know how to use it? I live in the highlands, and that's like the most easily navigated place there is. I've lived in five states also. His phone died, so he didn't have GPS. Yeah, my GPS.
0: On my GPS is on my phone. So
3: yes. Jeff Brasso hit a second last second shot to beat Arizona and Maui in the early Patino years. Steve, yeah, people that people always talk about that game. Too I was too young, but Everybody talks about that it's one.
2: 1993, I think.
3: I believe he was actually signed by CM Newton after Eddie Sutton was fired. And that's from Steve. Hey, AD's gotta do whatever he's gotta do. John here, happy game day morning to all. So happy there is an afternoon game today for the cats. I'll be watching it at work. I think the Caps will win by 30, and let's give the MVP to CJ. Yes, lock it in. Starters, that is what I want to see. Hey, what is better, deviled egg or potato salad? Both are gross, obviously. I like both Oh, uh, deviled Potato salad. you will have a great Thanksgiving, and be safe. Got to go talk to you later. Thanks, John.
2: I saw a thing the other day. It was like, they're called deviled eggs because the devil makes you eat a dozen of them. I'm going to eat so many deviled eggs tomorrow. Oh, my God.
1: <sighs>
2: Don't they make you gassy? Oh, yeah, but everything makes me gassy. So. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, good luck. Those rolls are for soaping, sopping, sopping up the gravy and dumplings at the end of your plate.
2: Never, don't really have dumplings at a uh, at Thanksgiving.
3: I love how confident U fans are, but once again, I'll remind them: UK football has beaten U of combined 153 to 44, with 1,633 total offense and 1,219 rushing yards. Complete domination in the past three games, plus the two of those games. Worth grand as the OC, mediocre ACC teams making average SEC
2: teams look like championship contenders. Yeah, like what what makes you think? I mean, every the last two games with Scott Satterfield, they've come in as basically toss up games based on the power ratings, the the spread, all that sort of stuff. Even the general feeling among fans. And every time Kentucky's just kicked their ass. Like it's, it, I mean, they just kicked their ass. They beat them down like they're the little brother they are. So what what makes this year any different?
3: Good question. All right, predictions for tonight. Cats versus North Florida update on our scoreboard, if I can find it. Uh, I'm your leader with two points, no big deal. So that means I will go first. I will say that Kentucky wins 85-60 to and give me the MVP of Severe Wheeler, actually, weirdly enough.
2: Ooh, ooh. I'm, um, wait, you're
0: you're in third, Roush. It's my turn. Yeah,
3: Roush, you're in last place. You'll you'll go last. Whoa,
2: how am I in last place? You're in last last place. You suck. I'm going to take zero points.
0: I'm going to take the Cats 91 to 58. Nice little 33 point win. And give me
2: Frederick. So, do we only get points if we get the score closest? We don't get it if we get the side right. A sad ride is no additional points.
3: You only Well, that's just, that's just stupid. That
2: that, that, that's, that's a dumb rule. That's <laughs> stupid.
3: I'm sorry. You pick, I mean, if you beat UK to beat North Florida, big whoop, you're not getting points for it, buddy.
2: Give me your point. Right, well, uh, I'm picking UK <laughs> to beat North Florida. 93 uh, 60. And let's go. Uh, Antonio Reeves gets hot. When you're hot, you squat, he's due. All right, I love it. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy your
3: Thanksgiving. Be safe. Remember the reason for the season. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big, extra, oh, crazy. Oh, no. Justin Kalen. We'll see you later.
1: Oh my ma, get the turkey in my belly. Oh my ma, with the cranberry jelly. Oh my ma, come on the Happy Thanksgiving.
2: I stick a straw in the gravy boat. Yeah. I'ma eat a dozen
1: dinner rolls.